Welcome to the Practice Brave Podcast. I am the host, Brianna Battles, founder of Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism and CEO of Everyday Battles. I'm a career strength and conditioning coach, entrepreneur, mom of two wild little boys, and a lifelong athlete. I believe that athleticism does not end when motherhood begins, and this podcast is dedicated to coaching you by providing meaningful conversations, insights, and interview topics related to fitness, mindset, parenting, and of course, all the nuances of pregnancy and postpartum. From expert interviews to engaging conversations and reflections, this podcast is your trustworthy, relatable resource for learning how to practice brave through every season in your life. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Practice Brave Podcast. Today I am back with Heather Osby and we're going to be talking about how to train when you are done having babies for the most part or just what actually constitutes a good training program for women. Obviously there's a lot of stuff out there, um, a lot of different programs that you can follow, a lot of different methodologies. And what I feel after being in this industry for 15 years is we've created so much more confusion And in this episode, we want to create a little bit more clarity about practical and sustainable training approaches for women, again, especially athlete moms, because that is the majority of people that listen to this podcast and are involved in this business. So Heather, thanks for being here. I'm excited to be back. It's always fun to be on the podcast. And if you don't know Heather, Heather, tell us like a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So I am, gosh, a little bit about myself. So I work with you um, here at PNPA and I handle all of the marketing. We have programs that we've created together. I I do a little bit of everything. I feel like these days you're kind of my work wife mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, we've had a lot of fun creating programs together. And one of which that we're going to talk a little bit today is the Practice Brave Fitness Program. Um, And that's where this is all coming from, because we've been talking a lot lately about this program and the evolution of it. And uh, so for me, the strength training piece of it has really increased over the last several years as I went from like a first a dancer, then to being a CrossFitter, and then now evolving to just to just lifting, right, but to changing the way that I train. So um, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Yeah. And what the brand stands for is a lifetime of athleticism and your athleticism doesn't end when motherhood begins. And we just believe that even if things look different, our body, our approach, our capacity or ability, routine, all of these different things will change for different reasons throughout the course of our lifetime. But that doesn't mean that you are washed up. It doesn't mean that your time as an athlete, again, even if it looks different, even if you have to redefine what that looks like for you, that doesn't mean it's over. And something that, you know, we see on social media a lot is basically just different memes about like, once you hit 30, like it's all downhill, your knees are going to crack, your back hurts, you need a certain skincare routine. And while maybe some of that is true, um, I think that there's just this belief system that you're old now, and you're not who you used to be. And I always like to challenge those kinds of narratives with, um, reframing it to be like, actually, you can be so much better than you were before because you're smarter, you're different. And like, there is a significant glow up that can happen in your approach to your health and fitness and wellness, even after you've had babies and beyond. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. When I hear you say like, you're not who you used to be, I'm like, hell yeah. Thank God for that. You know, I, I loved every version of myself, you know, as I've been going through it, but I have seen myself get stronger, get fitter. It gets smarter and like more comfortable in my own skin every year. And that's both like just that deep sense of like, okayness within myself. And I'm going to be 40 in the fall. So I'm, I'm older than you, Brie. Um, but it's, it's been, it's just such like a, a beautiful process and I'm just as strong. I'm actually stronger than I was, you know, five years ago. So it doesn't have to be, oh, it's just over now that like, you know, you're 40. I remember my parents turning 40 and everyone being like, you're over the hill. And gosh, it was like the end of an era. I remember thinking that's like so old and now here I am, but here you are. I'll get you a balloon says over the hill. Do not. I will pop it and send it back to you. <laughs> well, I can't wait for that. But I mean, I've I've seen your glow up in evolution. We've been friends for many years now. And what started as really crossfitty dancer background, spastic mover, <laughs> who had like back and hip pain until, you know, we started hanging out and I had to film videos with you. And I was like, we can't put that video out there, man. Like we just can't do that. <laughs> um, and just made small adjustments to mm-hmm. what you were doing and how you were doing it in a way that like you were agreeable to, and you are mostly agreeable. <laughs> yeah. Just that annoying bitching voice in your head of mine. All um, the time. But what we've seen is you've had less back pain and a lot of muscular gain on your body and in a way that's like, you feel really good. Yeah. I mean, it it makes sense, right? When you look at the trajectory of it, because dance by nature is like a lot of external rotation and a lot of extension. And Mm -hmm. so that's just how I'm wired up. I remember one time a friend of mine who is a trainer looked at me flat footed and she was like, do you always stand like with your feet rolled out? Like your, everything is just rolled out. And I was like, yeah. So then you go to CrossFit, which is, uh, emphasizes speed and intensity, right? And so I'm just extending all the time there and putting all this pressure on my low back and never really developing like posterior strength in my glutes and my hamstrings. I was really fit and I was having a lot of fun, but and I wasn't really strong. And so it made sense why I was getting that the pain, the level of pain that I was having. Um, and I just reached a point for me and I was probably like 33, 34 around this time when I had to like strip it all down. And I can remember us having a conversation and I'm like, is it my pelvic tilt? You know, and you're like, probably not. Like, it's probably not an anterior pelvic tilt that's causing you a problem, you know? Um, but really for me, like just dripping it down, like literally starting like barefoot feet on the floor, learning how to move in a different way. And then like progressively, slowly over time, rebuilding that strength. And when I say slowly, I mean, like I had to slow down in every way, you know, that tempo work was like terrible for me because it's like one Mississippi, two Mississippi. I'm used to like one, two, three, four, like just move very fast. Yeah, I remember (laughs) film like go slower. You're like, that's too slow. I'm like, no, that's like normal speed. But yeah, it is interesting seeing like you go from a dancer to somebody who finds CrossFit, which is like so many people, um, I feel like have this evolution as they come from one kind of sport or maybe no sport background. They find CrossFit. It serves a good season of their life. 
And maybe now the relationship with CrossFit or a variation of that kind of um, fitness, like there's just an evolution there that takes place. And you're three babies later. I'm two kids later. Heather has three girls. I have two boys. We like to just round that out. Um, You know, I think, I think what we don't realize is there's a lot of potential to unlock through ourselves and our fitness and our body, what we're able to do from a performance standpoint, as well as an aesthetic standpoint, even as you age, even as you go through different seasons, life event, um, again, childbirth, maybe sickness, injury, whatever it might be, life will always throw you a lot of different variables that you have to learn to navigate. But if we keep the lifetime of athleticism in focus, we know that we know how to ride out those seasons. And I think we're both entering these seasons where our kids are getting a little bit older, much more independent. We're not like bound by nap time life and like that kind of thing. And I think we're just able to find a lot more freedom in our fitness, but at the same time, still got a lot of things going on. We're running in this business, you're busy, just life is very lifey. And we wanted to make sure that within our own training, their own performance goals, their own aesthetic goals, that we've created a program that reflects how we actually live and what we're doing now. Um, I wrote this in an email the other day, but like I'm in a season of training for performance. I have jujitsu competitions I'm doing it. Those are weight class sports. So there's a little bit of like aesthetic change where I'm bringing more awareness to that than I have in previous seasons. Heather, you've talked about the glute gains that you've had and just like wanting to feel good and move for your just quality of life. And I feel like we've really merged those two worlds with practice-based fitness program where it's like, you want performance and like fitness gains and building overall athleticism? Yes. You want quality of life, like hypertrophy, getting stronger, changing your body composition, just improving that overall like health and wellness from the inside out. Yeah, we got that too. And we try to create a program that honestly like works for you, not against you, where it's an easy yes to do and commit to versus like this overwhelming hour in the gym program. Cause we know no matter what season in life you're in, you may not have that much time. Yeah, totally. And a couple things to that. Like I think about this pro, I think about a fitness approach differently than I did five years ago. And this is a wonderful thing about getting a little bit older, but I'm now thinking a little bit more about bone density and like preserving like that lifetime of athleticism and really like what is the next phase of athleticism, right? Mm-hmm. When you kind of close the door on having kids, I'm really now th- thinking about how do I preserve this, maintain this for as long as I possibly can so I can be like Sharon, your mom, when I'm older. And so we program that, that like influences our programming so much because we know that if we can get people strong, that it sets them up to have strong bones, to be hormonally healthy, to have a body composition that they like. It all starts really at strength training. And, you know, this side side note, but my physician asked me recently if I'm on calcium for my bones and I go, no, I lift weights. And she was like, she just looked at me and I was like, we don't have time for this. Yeah, um, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the, our programming really reflects that, that we're, we're trying to set people up to be strong and fit for whatever it is that they want to do. And, you know, we do have so many women that are joining us postpartum. 
mm-hmm. that come along in that season after they finish the eight week postpartum athlete program and they're rebuilding, whether it is to return to CrossFit or, you know, they're just in between babies, whatever it is. But the programming really works because if you need to do it once or twice a week, because your life is really crazy and chaotic and that's what consistency looks like for you right now. It works and it's a solid program for that. And if you're ready to be like where you and I are at and have consistent strength gains, like if you follow the program to the way that it's written for over a you know four to six week cycle, you're also going to get that. So, you know, it works really well in different seasons of life. And I think that we're so close enough to that early postpartum timeframe and we have so much experience working with those clients that we know how to help that customer and we are that that athlete. And then we also know how to help someone who's more like us. So. Yeah, because it's just like bridging the gap, like, right? So it's like a lot of people, for example, finish the eight-week program. They're like, I don't know what to do next. Like, what am I actually training for? Normally I would be doing this, but I know my body's not ready for that. So we initially created this program to help bridge that gap. But we saw so much success with that, with just the bridge that like you could keep building upon that. And we were seeing people build upon that uh, mm-hmm. where they were seeing like really well-rounded fitness, whereas maybe before they were only doing like metabolic conditioning kind of thing, or maybe they were only doing like structured, maybe or powerlifting stuff, or they were only doing endurance work before they've now been introduced to like well-rounded fitness. So what we believe in is lifting challenging loads and remembering like heavy is relative. I think it's so easy, like for me to think like, God, I used to deadlift 300 pounds. And like now (laughs) that's just not my goal or my intention. I think maybe if I tried to like really work towards that, I probably could, but I don't want to. So heavy is not, is relative. Like we have to reframe that. Even if it's a hundred pounds less than what you used to do, heavy is still something that you can challenge yourself with, even if it's not as heavy as it used to be. I think that's really hard for people to reframe. But again, if we're really trying to zoom out and focus on this quality of life, lifetime of athleticism, we have to just adjust our expectations around what maybe used to be and what is currently. Yeah. And can I piggyback on that really quick before you go on to the next thing? Because I think you're right. We get so wrapped up in the story that we've told ourselves about like, well, I used to be able to lift X or Y, but like that's all, it's all relative to where you're at right now. And what we try to do is give you a baseline of like, so that you can know what heavy feels like. Were those last two reps pretty challenging? Could you do only one more? Okay. That's probably where we want you to be right now. Or like, oh, you've got 10 more in the tank. We need to add a little bit more load on there. And so we help people. And I think that this is important that you're paying attention and you're like in tune to like how things feel. So you know what load to add there. Absolutely. And then we believe in like making sustainable progress because there are no quick fixes and you are continually sold a quick fix. If you follow this 30 day diet, if you do this particular program for a certain amount of time, you follow all 12 steps and repeat that for X amount of days. Um, and look there, I am all for challenging yourself. Like, I think that, I mean, I'm in a variation of doing that same thing. There's a date. I know I need to perform on this particular date. I know what I need to do to reverse engineer that process. That's a good thing that falls into that performance category. But what happens after that? We have to remember, like we can train for something. We can do something that maybe is a little quick fixy, but it fails when we stop after that. So being able to participate in a program 
that allows you to grow with it and make changes with it. Maybe some seasons you're going to be a little bit more focused, other seasons a little less focused, but you keep showing up and we teach that kind of consistency. Yeah. It's not about motivation, right? Like it's about doing little things, you know, consistently to get you that progress. Yeah. And that like leads to our next point is like just giving consistent efforts, creating discipline, but through a flexible approach. I talk about like adaptable discipline a lot because like, like athlete brains, so many of you listening to this, I don't need to be taught how to work hard. I don't need to be taught about discipline. We can do that. But it's giving ourselves permission on one side to be more flexible in our approach and like less rigid so we can enjoy the process and not be self-sabotaging. Or on the other end of the spectrum, maybe you've just been like knocked out by mom life, by life changes, by work, whatever it might be. And you do need more discipline. You have to reintroduce discipline into your life. We teach you how to do that in a way that also doesn't feel self-sabotaging, where it's not this all or nothing. It's finding that line of all or something. How can I commit to doing one or two things a week that's going to help move the dial over time? And then having flexibility with it. If you have a week or two off because you're traveling, your kids are sick or whatever it might be, life happens. It's knowing how to restart and just have peace with that. Because no matter what, like if you're going to be in this for the long game of like really trying to pursue this quality of life, lifetime of athleticism, you have to be so good at starting over and over and over on repeat because there's always going to be vacations. There's always going to be things that come up. There's going to be things that take you out of your routine that make you feel derailed. But when this is a built-in habit, just as what you do, it is part of your identity, taking care of yourself, taking care of your body, prioritizing your health and your fitness, you're not actually going to be derailed because you know how to start up again. Yeah. It's like we hear the phrase, like, I've fallen off the wagon. No, there's no wagon. There's no wagon. There's just like life is lifey and, you know, you just have to keep showing up. Absolutely. And then having fun and feeling great, like actually enjoying it and seeing results. Because I think we can get really hard on ourselves. And for me, and like, I'll talk about this, like with jujitsu, I joined it because I was like, this is something I want to do. It's new and I want it to be fun and I don't want it to lose its fun because I needed something in fitness to feel fun again, to feel exciting. And I think that if you... Maybe you've always been a runner, but like, God, you know, it's not fun anymore because your foot hurts so freaking bad every single time you run, or maybe you're peeing a lot when you run. So now it's no longer fun. Or maybe you used to do CrossFit, but that intensity, that volume, that environment, you go there and you feel worse about yourself instead of better, whatever it might be. Like there's so many different variations of this story of what was really fun and fulfilling just no longer serves who you are now. It's having awareness of that and then being willing to find something new and discover something new about yourself and a new ability. And that's how you start to actually see results and make progress. And then the last one is we believe in health from the inside out because it's more than just exercise. It's really understanding how to fuel your body in a way where, you know, you have the energy, you're eating enough food to fuel what you're doing to help your digestion, you're hydrating, and that's going to help with a lot of different things, your bone health, your tissue health, your muscular health, your healing, all of these different things, making sure you have the right macro and micronutrients to really be fueling your body and living your best, getting blood work done so that you do have some point of context. So much of our body changes through pregnancy, postpartum, and then depending on when you're having babies, like perimenopause is kind of like around the corner, which is wild to think about. 
um, and then menopause. So our bodies have just go through these continual cycles of change throughout our lifetimes from puberty on. And so I think while it can be, <laughs> there's a lot of information out there uh, that can be really overwhelming to navigate, at least going and getting blood work done maybe a couple times a year, making sure you get your women's well physical so that you are getting the exams that you need. You are being really cognizant of your health. You're going to the dentist if you can, like you're doing the little things to keep perspective on your overall health, not just exercise. Yeah. And I'm going to add in something you don't like into here, but like breathing, <laughs> meditating, like finding whatever that thing is for you. I mean, meditating is such like an over, it's like a triggering word. I feel like to people, especially people like me, who's therapists and been telling to med- them to meditate for seven years, but you know, finding even just like moments to take a few deep breaths and like, just let it kind of go. We carry so much stress in us on a daily basis that affects like how we parent, how we feel about ourselves. And sometimes like you're just wrapped up so tight and you take like five deep breaths and you're like, oh, I'm better now, you know? So it's, it's little things like that, these small foundational things. Cause yeah, it's not, it's more than just exercise. Yeah. And that's easy to lose sight of, to take care of yourself. And like, I also want to be really transparent. It is hard to embrace all of this, especially when you're in seasons where it's, way less about you. You are in the trenches of caring for like little humans. So we take pieces of this. When you're in those seasons, you take pieces and you can add a little bit more over time. Like you progressively overload your relationship with fitness over time. So just because you have little kids and you're, it's a little bit of chaos in your house. I mean, that won't change, but the demand of it, like what that chaos looks like, does change. And then you're able to incorporate a little bit more over time. There are seasons of less, there are seasons of minimalism. And then there are seasons where you can incorporate a lot more discipline, where you can incorporate a lot more structure and make significant athletic gains. Again, you're not washed up. It's not over. Even if it looks different, you got to learn how to work with that different. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really the one thing at a time approach, you know, when I would love to like write down my things and be like, I'm going to do all these things, you know, and then I do them all really well for like three days. And I'm like, whew, that was too much. Now I want to like quit, you know? So those like up, we really want to avoid those peaks and, and valleys when it comes to fitness. So picking one thing and like getting really solid in that one thing. And maybe that one thing is like, two 20 minute workouts a week, because that's all you can manage right now. Cool. Great. You know, but then you can slowly build from there. And it's when it's those really hard seasons, you have to remember that it's not forever. Like it's going to get easier. And so if you find yourself like crying on the couch about not having the time and space that you once had for yourself, like I've been there and it's really hard and it gets better. You know, like you said, it doesn't stop being crazy. My life is still crazy with the three kids that I have, but it's crazy in a way that I can easily sneak out for like an hour workout and everybody's fine with it. Yeah. You know, it gets, it gets easier. Yeah. You're not ruled by nap times and someone hanging on you as much. I mean, they definitely still hang on you. Now my, my boys just like fight. There's just, there is violence happening. Um, and I just have to hope that they're okay. Yeah. Um, well, my girl's <laughs> mostly my oldest just knows everything that's happening at all times, all the different personality dynamics. And she wants to come and let me know like the neighborhood tea all the time. And I'm like, 
Man, girls are girls are a different breed. When you have to parent, and I think you experience this with K2, like a tiny version of yourself that isn't as well socialized with you and they're more like emotionally reactive, but it's like arguing with this version of yourself. It is the hardest thing. Yeah. So hard. So hard. Yeah. Kate is such an intense little creature. And I'm like, oh, and then I'm like, yeah. He's you. He's 100%. I, I see this. Thank you. I'm so glad I'm getting trolled. Um, but that, yeah, right. that's just how it's supposed to be, I guess. I know. Um, it's, it's special. But, but you know, I think it's it's good for them to see too. Like they both of our kids know that working out is an important part of our life and our family values. All four of us do jujitsu. My kids are really involved in sports. They have consistent practice that they go to, whether it's baseball, football, jujitsu, whatever it might be. And like that's built into our value system. But I think there's a lot to be said for not just telling them that they need to go to practice or how important it is to show up and try hard and have a good relationship with your teammates and coaches. When you are in the game too, like that says more than anything else. You know, they see you in the gym. They see you working hard. They see you trying to make yourself better. They see you trying to make progress. They see you trying to take care of your body. And it doesn't matter what your body looks like. It's the effort of being cognizant of taking care of your body and doing the things that are going to, that's going to make mommy happy, right? Like, they know, I'm like, I got to go take a lap. I got to go work out. I'm going to go push the sled. I'm going to go on a run. I'm going to do these things. And I communicate that with them all the time. They have to see that. They have yeah. to. It well, is it's just, so much more powerful that way. It's so much. It's so powerful. And I think about, I didn't have exposure to that. I mean, not a lot of, no, no women were lifting weights when we were yeah. younger, very, very few. And my parents didn't really exercise. And so I had no concept of what that even looks like. And I think about how my girls, while they may not be like following any kind of a program or anything right now, other than the sports and activities they're in, which is a lot, but they see me doing that. That is normal. So Mm -hmm. I think, you know, at somewhere along the line, that is going to click for them of like, oh, taking care of myself through in this way is like, I've seen my parents do that for my whole life. You know, that's going to, it's going to translate. Like it's like you're sprinkling seeds everywhere that I expect to continue to grow for years. Right. Yeah. Just like modeling that behavior. And God, there was like a time where I, I was just all upset and frustrated with myself after jujitsu. I'm in the car and like teary eyed. I'm just frustrated. Right. (laughs) I'm like thinking, God, I'm too old for this shit. I should not be this like this is 16 year old Brie feeling my like intensity sport feelings. But in that moment, like both of the boys were able to like nurture me the way that I nurture them when they're upset with their sports. Like you did really good. And like your tomorrow's going to be a better day. What I don't remember what they said, but it was just this moment where it's like, holy shit, like they are seeing this like reciprocal relationship where sports and movement and like challenging your body and challenging your brain, feeling frustrated, but like continually showing up and working to get better like that is so powerful and I'm so glad that they get to see this in different ways right throughout the course of their life like I'm 10 years deep in motherhood and that is all Cade has known but when he has a rough game 
or is frustrated with something or he doesn't perform the way he wants to perform, he's going to know that he's seen and understood. He's going to know that. And I don't, and not just because I fluff him and like give him nice words, because he's going to know that like we literally get it. Yeah. It's really cool. Man. But there's a, I wanted to talk about that point that you said, like about not seeing your parents work out. Um, A lot of, you know, my mom, (laughs) Sharon, she has gone viral because she, there was a reel of her deadlifting um, 200 pounds five times. And apparently that is uh, pretty rare to see. And I know it is. Um, But that went viral because she just turned 65. And what a lot of people don't realize about that is she wasn't fit or strong. She didn't work out at all when she was raising my sister and I, because she lived in survival mode for a very, very long time. And she worked three different jobs. There was truly like no time for her to work out. And in her survival mode, she was so skinny. She was so frail because she was just so anxious trying to make sure that my sister and I could survive and thrive and be okay. And I I think I see it so differently now because I'm now the age that she was when she was raising my sister and I, but like in her lowest of lows and that season. And I'm looking at it like, God, there's the woman who raised me is not the same woman that I have as a mom now. And I think that there's a lot of power in knowing that it's never too late to like redefine who you are and how you show up and what you're able to do. She discovered fitness when I went away to college. I think it was even out of college when she started getting into like little triathlons and then CrossFit. So like she hasn't been doing it that long, but it took that long for her to feel like she had the permission, the freedom, the ability and um, the space to even try to put herself out there to do something so new. It was all so foreign to her, everything. And you fast forward now, she's retired. Uh, She's living her best life here in Idaho with uh, my stepdad. And she's just the most active human. Like she does CrossFit, but she also hikes and skis three or four days a week during the winter. Um, She started playing pickleball because of course, like she's just pursuing this versatile fitness, this lifetime of athleticism that did not start until she was in her fifties. And I like to share that story because I think so many people think that it's too late or their time of that is done or they will, I don't know how I'll ever be able to have this incorporated into my life again or at all. And even if you are in a season of pause, that season doesn't have to be forever. And there's still a lot of hope and there's still a lot of progress and gains that can be made at any given point in time, any given point. There is always a possibility to fulfill new levels of potential that you did not know were possible. You just gotta be brave enough to start. Yeah, that's exactly it. Well. Heather, do you have anything else to add? I do not. It was great, great talking about this. And this program is so much fun. And it's been so great to witness everyone seeing such just great progress and like the way that they're, the confidence that it brings out, you know, that's what it's all about for me. I think all of these things are a byproduct to like build, build confidence. Yeah. And 
that translates to every area of your life. Yeah. And it reminds me of that nice DM that I got the other day. It was like, she was like, I've had three C-sections, but I've been doing the practice brave program. And like, I was able to water ski and I feel so good that I'm like, truly like, I have the strength to pursue these other things. And like, it feels badass to be a mom and know like what our bodies have been through, what our brains have been through, what our life, how our life has evolved. And like, we still got it. Like yeah. that girl is not dead. Like we're still here, even if we're different, even if we transformed, that part of us is not dead. There's still so much potential to uncover and we want to help you uncover it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me today. Yeah. And if you would like to enroll in the Practice Brave Fitness Program, we would love to have you. Heather, you want to give some details about that process? Yeah, there'll be a link in the show notes below. Um, You can jump in anytime. We have an onboarding program. So if you are someone who's like, I know I used to lift, but I haven't lifted in a really long time. We have a four-week program that can kind of ease you into things. And we have new cycles that start every six weeks. You can, if you've been lifting, if you're coming from a different program, you can just hop right in at any time, join in the middle of the cycle and, um, or do the onboarding program either way. So we'd love to have you. There's no long-term commitments. We have myself and Bree that are coaches in there along with Christina. And yeah, we're just here to support you. All right, Heather, thanks for coming on. Thank you all for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Practice Brave podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and help us spread the work we are doing to improve the overall information and messaging in the fitness industry and beyond. Now, if you are pregnant and you are looking for a trustworthy exercise program to follow, I have you covered. The Pregnant Athlete Training Program is a well-rounded program for pregnancy with workouts for each week that are appropriate for your changing body. That's 36 weeks of workouts, three to four workouts each week, and tons of guidance on exercise strategy. We also have an at-home version of that program. If you are postpartum and you're looking for an exercise program to follow, the eight-week postpartum athlete training program would be a really great way to help bridge the gap between rehab and the fitness you actually want to do. From there, we have the Practice Brave Fitness Program, which is an ongoing strength conditioning program where you get new workouts each week and have a lot of guidance from myself and my co-coach, Heather Osby. This is the only way that I'm really offering ongoing coaching at this point in time. If you have ever considered becoming a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach, I would love to have you join us. Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism is a self-paced online certification course that will up-level your coaching skills and help connect the dots between pelvic health and long-term athletic performance, especially during pregnancy and postpartum. Become who you needed and become who your online and local community needs by becoming a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach. Thank you again for listening to the Practice Brave podcast. I appreciate you and please help me continue spreading this messaging, this information, and this work. Mm -hmm.